0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw podcast. My name is Randy. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Joining me today, my guy, Tron Carter, TC, back in Florida. Hello, Mr. Uh, Mister Tron.
1: Hello, Randy. First of all, I think we would be remiss if we didn't thank Mr. Jeezy off the top. Good right? call.
0: Yep. We've been slipping
1: thank- a, a little bit lately.
0: Yeah, so thank you, thank you, Mr. Jeezy. As always, keep up the great work. Uh, TC, I tell you what, before we dive into uh, a little back and forth here, let me thank a sponsor right off the top. Our first one, Holderness and Born. Randy, you know these are my hitters. You know these are my hitters at H&B.
1: Yeah, um, what, what, what do they have cooking? Oh, well, I know they got their embroidered PGA Championship, U.S. Open products on site. Um yeah, the U.S. Open logo looks fire. No offense to anyone at the PGA of America or at Oak Hill, but uh, the LACC logo is just uh, as distinctive as it gets. The USGA has kind of put their spin on it. Uh, I know the um, the pin flags that the USGA is going to use, they're kind of going to be a little bit different from the, the normal U.S. Open pin flags. So, so these will be kind of a, an homage to that, if you will. And then, yeah, just I think the fit. I think we got to talk about the fit with H&B.
0: We got to talk about the fit, of course. Let me, let me speak to the fit of their polos. Um, I am a tall guy, 6'8", a little bit on the slender side. So, fits, you know, fits just something I've, I've had to worry about most of my life. But the H&B polos, TC, it's amazing with, with their tailored fit. I wear a large. I, I find the sleeve length is great for me, the, the length of the shirt. Is is exactly what I need. So, the polos are. I mean, we normally been, wear an XL in other polos, or some companies. But you're um, swimming. Most in them, companies, right? Yeah, exactly. But you get the baggy stuff through the midsection, which is yeah. I absolutely hate. That um, has never been an issue with H and B as long as we've worked with them. I feel like the I, I just know that the fit is good, and so that's something again tall guy like myself who struggled to find good fits uh at most every company that i shop it, the h&b fit has just been such a breath of fresh air and i don't even have to worry about it that's the best part
1: yep amen amen they're they've got a bunch of uh pattern polos in right now for kind of their spring summer collection got an advanced look at fall fall is straight heat they it. they had a few new styles every season love the colors for the summer though there's this one that Kind of looks like an in- and- out burger print, like the in- and out uh, cups I dig it. Yeah, yeah yeah I was running that one yesterday actually, uh, on the on the flight home. so uh, yeah, I, I love their stuff. Enjoy 15 percent off at hbgolf.com. Again, that's www.hbgolf.com again, NLU15 is the code. NLU 15 that'll get you 15 percent off, and you can you can enjoy that fit just like we do. Thank you to H and B, to to Chris Frame and John Bourne, Alex Holderness, the whole gang over there. Chris Bagley, they're they're best in the business.
0: Wonderful, Uh, TC. It's been a minute since you and I have uh, chopped it up. I honestly like mea culpas. (laughs) I have no idea if I owe any. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure I do. I, I just how about a blanket apology for everything we've gotten wrong, uh, in the last episode.
1: I think that's great. I think that's great. I can't I can't recall anything that Charlie and I got wrong from our chop sesh. Uh, I can't recall anything that we would have gotten wrong on the owners podcast. Hopefully, people enjoyed <laughs> that. Uh, we're we're gonna continue doing those. We'll have plenty more of those, kind of at a, at a sporadic basis. We'll have some perfect clubs coming up. Um, we'll have Poosh and KVV on next week uh, uh, to, to kind of rehash the NFL draft, NFL free agency, the big Lam-Lam re-signing. Mm. Um, you know, Lam-Lam said today he's gonna, he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. I, I said, Lam-Lam, how will we start trying to sh- throw for like 3,200 yards or, or 3,500 <laughs> yards? He's only broken 2,900 yards once in his whole career. So
0: yeah.
1: uh, Poosh was sending over scouting reports. From the, from the Niners draft, a lot of, uh, you know, scheme fit, uh, projection, you know, I, I feel like Poosh may be too deep into the measurables, though. Uh,
0: so just as a little context here, you and I had some time in the car, which we'll get into some of our recent travels, but we had about two hours in the car last week, and we we texted Poosh, we are like, Poosh, give us some verbals, I need you to break down The Niners draft and he immediately sent over all his thoughts like digging in on the undrafted free agents which delighted us to no end I I don't know how he's getting all these measurables push is just deep in the measurables and his point was listen you know the Niners didn't pick till the third round because you know they don't with the Trey Lance trade. So he was like, "You gotta go. You gotta lean heavy on the on the measurables and the athleticism, and then hope you can coach them up and hope there's a scheme fit." So those iPhone voice messages, I needed to be a little quicker to save them. I, I always forget like how quickly they disappear.
1: I've still got them, big guy. We can roll them in next week and just just okay. banter with push a little bit. Yeah, he was defending okay. the kicker selection. <laughs> in the third round he said Belichick was hunting for a kicker so <laughs> they scooped ahead of him uh yeah just all all sorts of all sorts of little little euphemisms in there
0: it, so yeah yeah I have to thank the guys Cody and Neil for another great booth episode I continue to love those so props to those guys they'll be back in a in a couple weeks here um. What else? You mentioned the owner series. That's just going to be, you never know quite what owners are going to pop up, but that's something that we plan to continue. We'll stick with the NFL for now. See how that goes. Maybe branch into some other sports. Um And then, yeah, the voicemails. Just want to address this. So, again, busy week. We're actually recording this. TC, you got your long awaited uh, sinus nose surgery coming up. So we have to record this early long story short. We're way behind on the voicemails. So like, like not going to have any behind. Yeah. Not going to have any of this episode. I I'm sorry. Um, but we'll I promise go, we'll next job session, yeah. yeah we'll, when we have more time to prep and prepare, we will uh, certainly incorporate the best ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Having some work done next week, Randy. I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> so no, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be great, and I'm super excited. Obviously, you'll be down and out for a few days, but you know, once once you're feeling normal and can kind of start feeling or experiencing some of the benefits, God, I'm super excited to to hear how you how you feel and. You know how things are going,
1: uh, Randy. I think we got to lead with with the big news of I would say the year so far.
0: Yes, best news of the year, I would say.
1: Yeah, this broke across
0: the wire on on
1: Monday. Uh, of course, we're talking about Jackson Mahomes, the infamous Jackson Mahomes, arrested for sexual battery, I believe, stemming from that from that video that that surveillance cam video that was percolating uh, a couple months ago. Uh, of him allegedly groping or or you know fondling a, a Kansas City bar owner. So yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, feel terrible that this happened in the first place, but it was bound to happen at some point and we need to get this guy off the streets.
0: Bad guy, bad guy. I I think we were together when we heard the news and honestly it felt like, you know, I can remember only a couple instances where I've felt this Happy and relieved, and I think that's you know when they pulled S- Saddam Hussein out of the hole in Iraq. Yeah, and when then, they caught the Sarnayev you know, brothers. The Sarnayev brothers. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about that. I was thinking more of Osama bin Laden as well. <laughs> um, but if this Jackson Holmes, I mean, people were out in the streets. I imagine celebrating. It was they were, like,
1: they were rioting at Penn State, burning couches at Penn State.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. I I'm a little disappointed. Biden didn't break in with a with a presidential address.
1: Like, I I don't understand how Patrick Mahomes hasn't offered him like 10 million dollars just yo like move out of town. I will give you like a million dollars a year if you just stay stay away from Chiefs games, stay away from Kansas City and stay out of the news. Yeah. And I'll I'll write you a million dollar check every single year, Jackson. I mean, where's Pat Mahomes,
0: the father, like, yeah, come on, man, what are what are, what are we doing here? Not good. <laughs> no, it's it's awful. Um, I, I you know I hope we get some Chiefs fans rolling
1: through the voicemails apologizing on behalf of this. Uh, I think it's I think it's serious enough to where they could they could pull their Super Bowl win the World Championship
0: banner. If not that, you got to think about starting to maybe we we dock the organization some draft picks. Yeah. you know. I, I think this certainly it requires some level of punishment. I would think from the league office. I agree.
1: I agree. Um, I saw your boy Joe Mixon got arrested
0: too. Yeah, well, he had been arrested, <laughs> and then they kind of dropped the charges, and now I they, guess they picked him back up. They picked him back up. Yeah, that's not good. Listen, that's not good. I know people are going to be. What about you know Chiefs fans? What about Mixon? What about yeah? Listen. What about I'm China? I'm not saying. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's good. It's bad. Apparently, he was menacing a lady. Maybe, uh, maybe pointed a gun at her in traffic. Uh, um, can't be doing that, especially in the natty. I know, I know. Uh, so listen, we're. I, I think Joe's prepared to face the consequences. And honestly, it sounds like he's going to be a Bengal for another year.
1: Really? Like, yeah. Like, I didn't understand that. We again, we can talk about this next week. But, but what like. They didn't really. Dra- I I guess they drafted one back, but Joe's numbers big. I would I would assume at some point they they move on from him, right?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people thought they would draft the replacement in this draft and and just cut him right away. I think the running back they got is maybe a year away. I I, I think the plan now is to hopefully restructure Mixon's contract, get that number a little lower, ride with him another year and then, you know, take it from there. Pirine leaving, I think, was very unexpected for him. We're, we're talking too much football. We can get yeah. into all this next week. But I, I think they got caught off guard with Pirine leaving. And so now they don't want to replace, like, two backs. So I, I think they they want a little bit of continuity in the backfield going into next season. But Makes could, sense. always subject to change. We'll
1: yeah. see. Uh, Well, Randy, you had plenty of – Plenty of travels here of late. You went to Bandon, you went to Hawaii, you were in LA, we went to San Francisco, we were at Pebble. Just How were your tough travels? tough life. Yeah. I know.
0: People are thinking, God, it must be tough. Um, wonderful. Took a took a little fun trip to Bandon. The weather wasn't great. I'll say it, it, it rained just about every day, I think, on us. Some days very heavy, caught a little hail at times. Mm. Uh, it was cold. But you know what i I felt very prepared in my wardrobe, and as long as you feel prepared, you can get through it. I was wearing long johns, I was just layered up to no end, and you know, just being out of Bandon, it's always great it's It's just a wonderful place to be. so that was great. any sign yeah. of the of the 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 Asian salad at trails no.
1: or is that still long gone
0: it's 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 long gone for now, okay yeah.
1: Um, any uh, any changes to your course rankings I know we don't talk golf here but this is probably the best repository for
0: you know I I don't think it changes the ranking but we did play pack dunes in a <laughs> south wind which I don't think I'd ever played it in and it plays a lot I, I've decided I like it a lot better in a south wind okay it just makes you know uh, the what is it 12. 13 even 14 the short par 3 on the back that's that's usually like dead downwind it's it's a much better hole weirdly into the wind just because that green it's such a difficult green to hold downwind but i feel like it's a little easier when when the wind's blowing into you i don't think it moves up but again enjoyed it much more okay Um, Still so. Old Mac and Abandoned and Dunes are my favorites. Uh, we Unfortunately, we did get rained off of trails, so we mm. played like four holes on trails. It's tough. And the greens were just <laughs> unplayable. They were puddling. So didn't get to play trails, really. But yeah, got to play all the other courses. Sheep continues just to be a magical walk. You know, not not breaking any news there.
1: Poosh is probably going to demand a, an apology
0: next week when he comes on with Pacific I know. Fans. I know. That's gonna be tough, but we can deal with that next week. Um quickly, Hawaii was great. First time I'd ever been. Went down there for a wedding. Okay. The island of Kauai. The Garden which, Isle. Yeah, it was just Never really been magical. To Kauai. Low key. Uh there's a direct flight from Denver to Lahui. Okay. And then from Lahui, we drove to like United, Princeville, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. United. Drove to the Princeville area. And then there's a little town right there, Hanalei Bay, wonderful beach, did a surf lesson, which was so much fun. The surf instructor, Luca, just this 21-year-old, just <laughs> imagine your stereotypical Hawaiian surf instructor. That was Luca. <laughs> he hit me. We were walking. He's like, dude, bro, I saw your stats last night, Six eight, tallest guy I've ever given a lesson to. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, sick. Um, uh, you put basketball shocked, though. <laughs> yeah shocked got up on the board they had us on these huge boards but got up uh i think i getting up was a lot easier than i would have ever guessed but the paddling and kind of the getting in position like everything else like the the physical it was much more of a workout so that was harder than i would have guessed Yeah, okay. if, if that makes sense but yeah man Hawaii was sweet. We did some hikes. We, uh, did you see
1: Zuck? Zuck's a big Kauai guy.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't see Zuck. God, I wish I would have seen Zuck. <laughs> I, think, um, I, I think
1: Zuck owns like a quarter of the island at this point.
0: <laughs> that's not good. But anyway, yeah, it was magical. And from there, uh, you and I, we met in L.A., did uh, U.S. Open Media Day at L.A.C.C. We did... US Open Media Day the next day up at Pebble Beach. And then we went up to San Francisco for the international crown, played in the Pro Am. Now I'm back in Denver. So yeah. yeah. Uh I feel like I had a pretty whirlwind couple weeks, but it's like it's not even close to what you had.
1: I did, yeah. I uh I squeezed everything out of this trip that I could. Couple weeks on the row, but man, it was good. Filled up the tank. I feel, you know, got through my emails this morning and I'm like Back ready to rock, I'm just that's a great feeling at uh kind of a crazy itinerary on the way. I think I've unlocked something with uh my eastward travels. went jack's to Dulles this time. I had like six hour layover, which sucked uh at Dulles, but I was in the in the lounge, which was nice and then uh I went to sleep immediately when I got on the aircraft. I gorged myself in the lounge <laughs> didn't didn't need anything on the on on the plane went right to sleep, landed in Frankfurt. And then I go straight to the, the Lufthansa Senator Lounge in Frankfurt. And they've got like these cool chaise lounge chairs. And I eat, I, I have a couple beers, a couple, couple uh, you know, nice German lagers sure. and, and, or pilsners. And then I eat a bunch of sausage and pretzels and take a shower there. And then I I'd like... I feel completely, I feel like I just just woke up in my own bed. It's great. And then, and then I was onward to Glasgow from there. And then, yeah, we, I met our, our good friend Jim Hartzell uh, over there and, and traveled with him. And uh, one of our editors, Matt Golden, uh, we filmed and, and played golf and traveled with Jim and met all the people that he met on his trip, plus a few more. And uh, man, Scotland is just, I'd never been to that part of Scotland before. I'd been the, to, the
0: west, the west coast, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So we flew into yeah. Glasgow and then we drove down Kintyre Peninsula down to Dunaverty, which is south of Campbelltown and Macrahanish. We stayed about four nights down there. You could see Northern Ireland in the distance. Played some great golf down there. Went to just a fantastic tea room. All this will be in the video, so I won't I won't go too deep into it.
0: But well, and just yeah. just to let folks know, Jim actually was on a previous trap draw so hopefully you heard him talking about his book when revelation comes it's a just poignant powerful moving story and so he was returning to scotland he had book signings for that book obviously scotland is central and crucial to that book and so we sent yeah you and golden and we had some help along the way uh essentially documenting jim's trip back to scotland for the book signings and kind of Telling when revelation comes in a little bit of a video format, so that's that's what the project will be later on this year.
1: Yeah, and it was. I mean, I know I'm prone to hyperbole. I can't think of a better trip I've ever taken. Like the the people, the people we met along the way, the people that Jim's met along the way that that you know he reconnected with, um, even from our own travels. Uh, George and Anne from our Cullen episode of Taurus Sauce season two. Made like a seven-hour drive down from Aberdeen to Dunabarty for the book signing. We played Macrahenish with him the next day. Just, you know, we went out to we went out to Iona, uh, very cool little island. This guy Finley hosted us. We went to, gosh, we, the the uh, Isle of Aaron, which was I think that's the center of the maze. Randy, I'm I may not <laughs> encourage you to go there because I'm afraid you may not come back.
0: Uh, I'm just gone. We've lost him. Yeah,
1: hung out just great hotel there, the Corey Hotel. Hung out with th- this guy, Greg, who runs one of the creameries on the island. And, and this guy, Ewan, he's like one of the, the, um, the, uh, mountain rescue guy. And he's also like the superintendent at this little course, Corey. We went to Oban. We stayed in Oban for like two or three nights. Oban was one of my favorite places I've ever been. I will have to say, I, I, I feel bad for the people of the islands because they're getting absolutely boned by CalMac ferries. The ferries are are out of date. They're like 5, 10, 15 years past their their useful lifespan. And whole, I got deep into it. I did this whole. I went down the wormhole. They're trying to build new ones. They're delayed by like four or five years. They were trying to build them, you know, eco friendly, and they've got the bow thrusters on them, all that. And this gla- in this Glaswegian shipyard that they're trying to resuscitate. That this billionaire bought. It's not. It's a debacle, Randy. It's a debacle.
0: We may need Poosh to apologize for all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He's got. It's he's got very close ties to Glasgow. Deep, deep Glasgow ties.
1: But yeah, and it was just magical. So then I left from, I left from from Aaron. Uh, or actually, you know what? I <laughs> will. I'll tell you a story. We were driving across the Isle of Mole. But we took a ferry over from Oban to Craignir, like a ninety-minute ferry. We were. Droning, we were doing all sorts of stuff, you know, kind of leisurely drive across the Isle of Mull to catch another ferry over to uh, from Fionnport over to Iona, and we're almost there. I was, you know, I was driving. We had, late. I'm, I'm a pro at driving on the left side of the road now after enough of these trips, plus being in Australia for a week earlier this year, and then, you know, at this point, driving on the left side of the road is no big deal. But it's a single track, one lane road. And there's okay. these little like passing pull-offs that you know it's there's tour buses coming by it's it's a not the most comfortable road to drive on anyway we hit a pothole Mm. we hit a pothole we saw the pothole on the way back by (laughs) not good uh double flats on the left side
0: immediate immediate (laughs) yeah immediate uh
1: luckily so you know we we pull off there's no spare we're in a skoda octavia station wagon no spare. Well, um, even if there's
0: a spare, you need two of them, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, so luckily, there's a there's a service station about 500 meters up the road. So I drove. I you know drove it very slow, but we pulled into the service station. It turned out the service station had burned down.
0: Oh God!
1: Six days prior, burned to the ground. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, McDougal's service station. So. We end up, uh, this guy picks us up in like a utility van. We're like, hey, fuck it. Like, Let's just go play golf. We're going we're gonna to go over to Iona, enjoy Iona. We'll figure this out on the back end. Finley, who was hosting us at Iona, was calling around to see if there were any of these tires on the island. <laughs> None of these tires are on the island because they all burned in the, in the service station fiasco. Oh. Yeah, like It was like the remnants of this place are still smoldering. It was that recent. So, we go play golf at Iona it was It was delightful. um sheep roaming everywhere, just you know like crazy, crazy little spot. So we come back to uh we come back, we're hoping all right, maybe there's maybe there's some tires on the island at one of the other garages. Maybe they can tow tow the car to Craig near on the uh, on the other side of the island. No tires anywhere on the island we We end up flagging down the bus. The bus <laughs> takes us back to the ferry terminal we go back to oban i call up the the tire store in oban uh, actually right down the street from big bob mcintyre's uh, home course uh glenn, glenn Cruitt. and uh tire guy says do you know what size the tires are i said no so i called the tow truck driver i can't understand a fucking word he's saying <laughs> uh, he he's he's going to meet me at the ferry terminal the next mo- you know that morning uh, with the car so i buy these two tires i get I, I get the tire size. I take the, the the ferry ride over with the two tires. I walk onto the ferry with the tires, one tire in each hand. Mm-hmm. And he picks me up in the tow truck and the guys, the insurance adjusters are on the ferry with me going up to the garage. And he drops me off at this, at this old school, old school garage uh, right there in, in um, uh, Craig near guy. Gets the tires on. I was super super thankful. And then Jim and Patty, one of our other videographers, had gone back down to had, had gone ahead down to to uh, and Glen, and then onward to Erin. And I bombed it down from there. But I, it was I guess there was same exact thing happened to a French video company, and they were stuck on the island for two or three days. So I'd like to think the enterprising Americans took took matters into their own hands leveraged the local economy took care of the good people that helped us along the way and and we were not delayed at all in our journey onward so
0: god yeah that is that's a lot yeah
1: so yeah i mean i had called like we called the the rental company you know avis and they were like no you know yeah there's a garage right down the street da 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 so anyway it ended up
0: It, it burned yeah yeah so uh yeah and the
1: guy like didn't even want to charge me to like you know change the tires I'm like dude like here's a couple hundred pounds like thank you like and he got me on like like the ferries are are packed there's not enough of them they're running like half schedules so i didn't even know if i was gonna be able to get a ferry ticket the only ferry ticket i could get was like you know 90 minutes after the first one that dropped me off so i had this quick turnaround and all that so anyway the um randy the coronation is this weekend as well, or, or yeah that. I mean I, I guess by the time this goes out the coronation will have happened. Everybody is absolutely buzzing, especially in London. everybody in Scotland was kind of like, eh, whatever as they' you yeah. know but uh but yeah, everybody's buzzing. I know you're buzzing
0: of course. I thought about maybe g- grabbing a flight over and and being there in person.
1: yeah, I saw some of the arrangements or the the logistics, some of the tents that are being put up. I could see it from the air flying out of out of Heathrow. Um, London to LA. Just want to thank <laughs> thank the the purser and the entire staff on that flight. I had a handwritten note at my seat, Randy. All sorts of Hollywood types. There was some famous producer sitting right behind me that everybody was a buzz about. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Uh, landed at LAX, and then yeah, went to, went to Esther's for dinner. Thank you to Tug Coker and Catherine Coker. They're a wonderful restaurant that they have in. Uh, Santa Monica area. And then, yeah, played, played, got to play Bel Air, Randy. It was, it was, I was just wide eyed the entire time. Uh, Sounds
0: like a real members club. You can always oh, get a game at Bel Air. Big, big
1: tequila club. Just drinking Palomas all day. <laughs> They've got these burgers at the turn, too, that uh, crazy burgers. Uh, Chef Nobu lives on the course. He lives on the 10th T. Uh, sure. Um So, our 10th T, or Eat it's like 17th green kind of in there. He's got these rock shrimp; that are crazy. The weekend just bought a house there. Ben and J Lo, all sorts of crazy shit. Saudis are up on be. the hill. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, and then yeah, we we played played Pebble. You got to play Pebble for the first time. Was, yeah, was, I, well, cool.
0: we we won't go too much into that. We we did uh around at LACC and Pebble will be film rooms. I I think we can leave the intrigue for for yeah. those they're gonna release um prior to the men's u.s open and the women's u.s open respectively tc i think the big news you you just floated this across our slack for, uh, when you were leaving san francisco yeah uh, you talked about an altercation between two women in the row behind you Could yeah I, I i need details please
1: it's crazy it's crazy i uh at the airport SFO. I've taken this flight twice now in the last like six weeks. It's a, not a good flight, Randy. Old ass seven seven seven, like bad, like the, like the really old one. Not you know like probably ancient, like twenty five thirty years old. Midnight flight, eleven fifty nine p.m. SFO to ORD. Uh, I get this one lady was causing some problems at the check in desk. Just very very. It was a it was a lady from Chicago with her son who were kind of her, I think her son was in his twenties. She could walk fine, but she was doing the wheelchair on the plane and all that. Like just bad, bad scene. So anyway, flight goes, I'm in first row of, you know, economy there. It's impossible. It's impossible to get the upgrades out of SFO, man. I hate that. Those red eyes. And, uh, actually this is the same one that I, I, I was in the backwards business class seat uh last month so i didn't get it this time so, so i'm there i'm in the i'm in the aisle seat first row and um one of the this lady this same lady gets up to go to the bathroom like as we're making our descent into uh chicago like it's like there's like six minutes left in the flight and i'm not sure if this lady's just like never flown before or what so she so she gets out of the bathroom flight attendants like hey like you like you, you, you gotta take your seat so she was like 30 rows back she ends up coming up and just sitting like next to the lady behind me because there was an empty seat. Like is like a, it was a three four three, layout. Okay. Um. So she's in like the, the mid like the the middle seat on the left side of the airplane behind me to the right. Just like straight up climbs over this lady, and then like I can like and I'm and everybody's like everybody's sleepy. It's yeah, I'm like the just I... waking up. Right. I like. Yeah. T- I took a bunch of melatonin. And I'm like you know, I got like a ninety minute. Layover at at ORD, I gotta kind of sprint from like B to E, and um, so all of a sudden I just hear these two ladies going back and forth like "Try me, try me," like "Oh, you, like oh, fuck you," da da, and like I'm just oh. like "Whoa," like you know, and it was I and like I kind of like I kind of look back, I'm like "Oh my god, it's that," you know, it's it's the lady that sat down, and she's just like straight up in this other lady's personal space, just like. Yeah doesn't like no regard for it or whatever. So then, you know, they end up like yelling at each other. Flight attendant comes over. She's like, hey, you know, like, and like the flight attendant, you tell she's like worked four or five days in a row. She's about to have like a week long vacation. This is like the yeah.
0: last flight
1: between her and that. So, uh yeah. She so must they, be
0: like, we're so close to landing, guys. Yeah, just yeah.
1: just yeah. chill. So they end up chilling out. And then as soon as we land, this lady gets up like out of her seat, like right, we're pulling into the gate, gets up out of the seat. And then she's like trying to go like 30 rows back. Oh God. And she's trying to get by the lady that, you know, the lady who was, she was sitting next to on the aisle. And then like, they end up getting like a shoving match. Oh. And you know, she's like, like, how old's I, the like, other lady? Like I said, excuse me. It's so it's a, uh, the, the one lady that was causing the service is like this African American lady she's probably 65, like 60, 65. And then there's, and then it was this, it was this Asian lady who was probably in her early fifties and it it was a pretty like formidable, like it would have been a heck of a fight. Yeah. Cause like this, this Asian lady, she was not backing down nor, nor should she have. And so, so, you know, the one lady starts pushing her and you know, then like, like me and a couple of other people kind of stepped in and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. like mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of tried to separate them. Like I, I separated out, like, and, yeah. uh, you know, and then like the, the flight attendant, you know, took, took everybody's name down and, you know, apologized to everybody. And was like, yeah, like we've like that person's going on the no fly list kind of thing. <laughs> it was, it was surreal, man. It was crazy. And like some of the shit they were saying to each other, I wish I remembered it, but it 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 was there were there were some good some really good one-liners in there. But the one lady just thought that like she could do whatever she wanted because she said, "Excuse me," Uh, you know. So anyway, that was that was wild. We we
0: know we know airplanes and airports are just civility, human decency. It's all out the window. Yeah, we've lost it all.
1: Randy, I had some just a couple highlights from the trip. I had some haggis nachos. Ugh. At Mac, you said they were great. They though. They were unbelievable. Okay, unbelievable. Uh, I had okay. those. We had some burger dogs at Harding. Same, yeah. same purveyor as the one that does the ones at uh, Olympic Club. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had just you know toasties out the ass over in Scotland. Uh, all anybody, sorts of
0: soups. I was gonna say, does anybody do a nice bowl of soup better than oh. than Scotland?
1: They and they serve it so hot. Yeah. it's like radioactive yeah i mean i don't even care what it is it could be lentil it could yeah, be whatever whatever their vegetables that they were using for the last week that have almost gone bad i don't care what it is i had this buffalo chicken toasty at shiskin that was just out of this world they've got these tea rooms all over the place there that are awesome uh i'm starting to get more and more into scotch i've realized i just don't really like the like the super peaty stuff I just okay. like this, sm- kind of a little bit smoother Scotch. Some of the stuff from the northern part of Isla had some Glen Scotia, had some some Springbank, had some stuff from the Oban Distillery. Uh, the stuff from Aaron was great. So yeah, I just think I've I've just dabbled in the wrong scotches.
0: I'm not a Scotch guy. No, I
1: think everybody knows that after the Cruden Bay episode.
0: Oh, just can't do it.
1: So, um, but yeah, just I don't know. It's. That part of Scotland, man, it was something about it that felt. I love Scotland, but this took it to a whole nother level. Just the people and the the pace of life over there. There's just a distinct lack of bullshit.
0: People were wonderful. So, amen to that.
1: It was, it, was, it was tough to come back
0: to reality. What a, what a whirlwind tour you were on. I I was just I was amazed at your itinerary and your willingness to piggyback a, a flight to L.A. and a few days up the california coast on top of a, that was probably, a big scotland trip
1: that was probably the easiest part of the trip it's like a 11 hour flight from heathrow to la you land you take off at 4 you land at 7 immigration was easy in la yeah and then uh yeah then actually jim jim went to the old firm game uh on the day i left which is uh that's the rangers versus celtic which is uh very very hated rivalry
0: in, house like, divided here i think you're a celtic <laughs> guy i'm a rangers guy rainy
1: I'm, I'm not comfortable associating myself with with you know any of these i'm a public figure uh i'm, I'm told that in scotland and the uk people people public figures don't publicly associate with one or the okay. other it's just too divisive okay too divisive okay so okay uh yeah like i know robert mcintyre uh he plays some shinty and he plays for the celtic team so he can't really hide it there <laughs> but um
0: well let's uh I we got uh, listen we we got we got a few little travel things to to touch on. I think we got a, some sports updates to hit and then of course we're monitoring some stuff. We'll we'll kind of not breeze through those, but we're going to keep it yeah. moving here. We we got some stuff we want to highlight. We've been reading, watching, listening, cooking. Uh that's that's a recurring segment for us. Well, let's start with. Did you see this this bird strike on this flight out of uh, Columbus, Ohio?
1: I didn't. What happened?
0: Yeah, this this flight, I actually was alerted to it. My buddy CJ, who lives in Columbus, was like he was sending me the story. TC, you want to guess what airline it was?
1: American.
0: It was American. Wow uh, they were on a They were on a flight to Phoenix, and we had a bird strike. One of the engines caught fire. Thankfully very good piloting they immediately kind of took it back were able to land back in columbus but the crazy thing is my buddy cj said like he could hear this from his house he was like it sounded not normal uh super loud and scary sounded sound like quote we're being invaded (laughs) um but there's some crazy video you know passengers are showing the the one engine on fire Uh. um but in all seriousness, could have sounds like it could have ended a lot worse, but good piloting. They got it back on the ground safely.
1: Maybe our guy Wind Talker will call in with a with an update yeah. on what you know, if he's ever had a bird strike while oh, he's been on the tower. He's,
0: yeah, these bird strikes, man, that's feels like that's what you gotta watch out for.
1: Yeah. Um KBV sent over an article about this men only flight back from the fifties and sixties that uh United ran. Did you see that? Did you read any of that? Well, I I kind of just skimmed through it. The uh, you know, flight attendants had to be single. You know, it was like a what four p.m. five p.m. flight. You know, home uh, for these businessmen. These cigars, scotch on the planes. Just a crazy, crazy thing to think about.
0: Yeah. The the title of the article, if anybody wants to look it up, is "Sexist Pigs Might Fly." <laughs> from uh, looks like airmail airmail.news. So, uh
1: yeah, the the, the yeah, New York Times did a big write-up on Denver International Airport and all the conspiracy theories. Was yeah. this,
0: you know, anything new here or was this kind of like just putting all the the rumors in in one place? I feel like we get one of these every few years.
1: Yeah, not really. It was more it was mostly just just kind of running through all the all the rumors. Um it did talk to one of the like the PR person from uh the Denver airport that they've kind of leaned into it at this point, but I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the, that you signage see signage. Everything. Yeah. So, uh, and then I just wanted to give a shout out. There's this lady, uh, there was an obituary for Jane Davis. I think it's Doggett. Uh, she's a graphic artist who did a bunch of stuff with airports, their symbols, wayfinding uniforms, etc. Kind of probably had a massive, like you've probably been helped by her stuff over the years flying just with some of the, some of the imagery and symbols and signage. Uh, very cool woman, kind of before her time, and and kind of in a male-dominated industry. She died at ninety-three here over the last couple of weeks. So just wanted to shout her out, Randy.
0: Good, very good. Ninety-three, life well lived. Good for her. TC, uh, let's change to the sports updates. I think the the biggest headline of the last couple of weeks we got we got problems going on in our own backyard, and we do lots we of people get our are asking. Yeah. Lots of people are asking us to comment on it. Listen, you and I have never shied away from owning our own, our, our own problems. Miami of Ohio, Miami University, the their women's basketball coach. She resigned. Okay. She resigned. And then a couple of days later, it came out via the athletic that she was having uh, a relationship with one of her players, mm. which not good. Not good. TC. Which raises a whole host of questions that the 15 people on the Miami message board are really the only people to care about. But <laughs> the, the the athletic director had agreed to- David
1: David Saylor?
0: Uh, yes, David Saylor had agreed to accept the resignation of the basketball coach, De'Una Hendricks. And as part of the, I guess, agreement of her resignation, Miami was to- offered no details to any future employers except for, yes, she worked at Miami. You know, here were the dates that she worked at Miami. And this was the position that she worked at Miami. Essentially, like if somebody called her like, hey, we're thinking about hiring her. What can you tell us? Like couldn't go into any of it. That was per their written agreement. Somebody in the athletic department leaks uh, this information to the athletic. Good for uh, them including text messages between the coach and uh, an unnamed player. And so that brings up a whole host of questions, namely like why did Miami feel the need to go the resignation route with her? That's what I cannot understand. It seems like if you know the coach is having a relationship with a player, that has to be grounds for termination with cause, I would think. I I would have to think that's written into every contract. So that just brings up, you know, when perhaps did people know about this before? It just, it asks a lot of questions that I haven't heard any answers to. And it just makes me question like, what are are we doing up there? What's going on? Randy, we we,
1: we may have to do some some trap draw Freedom of Information Act requests, queries of the Miami Athletic Department.
0: Now this basketball coach, I will say she her record on the court had been a disaster. <laughs> I want to say she was like thirty five and eighty across four seasons, is it? A lot of people were wanting her fired even prior to this season. Uh it was another poor season. And so it's like, yeah, I, I just can't understand why they felt the need to like it almost seems like to protect her. It, it just it, it leaves me feeling very icky and I'm gonna to try to get to the bottom of it. I I've, I haven't heard the athletic director address anything. Again, local media could care less about Miami sports, and I hate to say it, Miami women's basketball. So there's not a ton of information. There's not a ton of questions being asked at this time. But as yeah. as I learn anything, you know, I'll be the first to share it with our Trap Draw audience. I mean, Randy, as,
1: as fat cat boosters, this is on us too. You know, we we know. support the hell out of the golf pro- the, the men's golf program. You know, perhaps we have to have a talk with with the athletic department before we can associate yeah. ourselves any further.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. So I, I do want people to know we are we are very concerned, and we are continuing to monitor the story.
1: Randy, I saw you, Los A's are moving to Vegas. The Oakland Athletics feels like it's been a long time coming.
0: Um, yeah, they they've been kind of a dead franchise walking in Oakland for a while. It's a bummer. Some good history in Oakland. Good fans. Um, yeah, good fans. You know, I feel bad for just the city of Oakland. They've they've lost the Raiders. The The Warriors moved across the city or across the bay to San Francisco. Now the A's are leaving. I don't know. Oakland deserves better. And your boy, uh, or really DJ's boy, Bud Selig, was the one that really put his thumb on the scale and,
1: and had this guy buy the team because I think uh, some of the – you know Joe Lacob and some of the Warriors guys were going buy to the, buy the A's at some point. Now, I'm sure they would have moved him to San Jose <laughs> or something in the process, but it seemed like yeah. that would have been maybe a better course of action than, than this cat that owns them now.
0: And it seemed inevitable that a franchise was going to get to Vegas, so from yeah. that standpoint, I guess it's not shocking. But yeah, my big takeaway is just I'm, I'm sorry to the people of Oakland. Yeah.
1: Uh, I know you're a big Crystal Palace FC guy. Uh, do you see the name of their new coach?
0: What? Yeah, I don't really know anything about it, but what's the guy's name? Adolf Hutter. Adolf
1: Hutter. Yeah, which is tough.
0: It's a tough. I mean, you just glance at. Hand. It. Yeah, yeah, you're you're double taking that name. Yeah, I feel, I feel,
1: I feel for him, but hey, you know, it seems like he's he's had some success in life despite the name. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe yeah. maybe because of the name, maybe it maybe it taught him to be tough and and thick skinned. So, mm-hmm. uh. Randy your kings. We got to talk about your kings.
0: Yeah, we do. We do, TC. The beam was
1: extinguished. It was. But it was a valiant effort.
0: Where do we start here? It was a valiant effort. Listen, had you told me the kings would get beat by the warriors, no shock there. I I I firmly knew that was a a possibility. You know, the warriors are the defending champions. They have guys up and down the roster with championship pedigree. It was always going to be a difficult series. I think when the Kings won the first two games at home, I, I really got excited, started to believe, you know, hey, we can make a run here. Let's let's dispatch the Warriors, get into round two. You never know what's going to happen. Credit to Golden State; they they came out, took care of business in Game Three. I thought the officiating was horrendous, but we we won't blame that. Game Four was an excellent excellent game, back and forth. Harrison Barnes had a pretty good look to win it at the buzzer. Of course, he's got history with Golden State. Would have just been a, a momentous shot for him. He hit the back rim. Golden State wins game four. So 2-2 going back to Sacramento. And this is where I think the Kings' inexperience and the Warriors' experience really started to take hold in this series. Golden State just won a hard-fought game five on the road. And, and you just tip your hat. It, it was a championship effort. And so I'm thinking all of a sudden, you know, I go from the Kings being up oh uh two oh to now they're down three two going to Golden State. Yeah. And I texted a, a buddy of ours, Matt Bartnick, who's who's a huge NBA guy, and I said, Listen, I just that the Kings better not roll over in Golden State. I'm gonna be so disappointed if they don't show any fight because they've they've lost three state three straight. They're going on the road. And I was you know, game six, I was just flabbergasted. They came out and and just they beat the crap out of the Warriors. It, it was honestly, I thought it was the best game of the series they played given the circumstances. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit! Yep. Game seven coming back to Sacramento. Yeah, maybe it's happening. So I was excited. Um, I was not so excited because game seven happened to coincide with like my leaving Hawaii. So the game's like starting at 9:30 Hawaii time. I have like an hour drive to the airport, and then I'm getting on a flight to to Los Angeles to join you. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not really getting to see it. I'm trying to watch on my phone. First half is kind of back and forth, feeling each other out. I'm still feeling like pretty good. Okay, you know, come out second half, like let's put this away. And that third quarter, TC, of game seven, literally I can't remember a time watching certainly an NBA playoff game, let alone an NBA game where It looked like varsity versus JV, just from a physical standpoint. Kayvon Looney, I think, had double digit offensive rebounds in the third quarter alone. I want to say Golden State as a team had like 13 or 14 offensive rebounds in the third quarter. It just was, uh, it was a gut punch. And, the Warriors just went away, ended up winning by twenty. Steph, credit to him, you know, scored fifty. Like there's there's a reason he's one of the yeah. best ever. But man, Kayvon Looney, I thought, was really the difference. So hats off to the Warriors. I think weirdly, it's one of those things like in game seven, you'd almost rather lose by twenty where there's not much drama than and have like, it
1: be super close and like a heartbreaker.
0: Yeah. 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 I thought the Kings were a little nervy in game seven. They were pretty um, banged
1: up by the end of it, too, right?
0: And they were. Fox, you know, breaking his finger, I thought was just a really, really tough blow. Kevin Herter, Red Velvet, just could never get it going in the series. That was a huge disappointment. But I think there's a ton, ton of positive. I, I think overall. I I loved what Darren Fox said after the series about, you know, Hey, we got to learn these lessons. This was a great series for us. We're going to be better for it. And so I just hope it's a, it's a building block and, and, you know, I think next year the goal will be, Hey, we gotta, we gotta advance in the playoffs, which I'm excited. They'll bring most everybody back. Hopefully a a few additions, see, see what they do in the draft, but a very fun year and a very fun team. So I've, not sure i'd change a thing this year speaking of advancing your nuggets
1: are completely in asses
0: well with los kings going out i think i got to be a nuggies fan now and uh i'm sorry that they're beating up on your sons i know you love uh, you love that I, current no, sons roster I,
1: I can't do the sons anymore they used to be my sons <laughs> as soon as they traded for kd i,
0: I couldn't do it anymore i could
1: <laughs> i could you know ignore chris paul but i couldn't ignore kd
0: can't do that I think we're again we're recording early, so yeah obviously this series has progressed, but uh we're recording the morning of game three, the Nuggies on the road. I think this is this is the game where we're, we're really gonna learn a lot about this series. Jokic is just dude, he is a physical force. Yeah. I he's just kinda kicking the shit out of Aiton. I just have so much respect. Aiden I love like straight up stinks. <laughs> I mean, he's useful, he can do stuff, but yeah, like he can't, he's God, Kendrick, just not physical enough. was
1: lambasting him on the radio the <laughs> other day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who you got in in, in Heat Knicks?
0: Um, I'm rooting for the Heat. I, I, I Jimmy Butler's love, sweet. Yeah, exactly. I love Jimmy Butler. And I don't dislike the Knicks necessarily, I just... Yeah, I just really love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's, he's Brunson's
1: got, Brunson's impressive, but Jimmy Butler's just like everything I like about sports.
0: I was gonna say Jimmy Butler might have more dog in him than exactly. anybody in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Sixers Celtics? Well, you tell me. What do you feel about your Celtics? I um, I was shocked Sixers won Game One without Joel Embiid yeah. and, and got uh, their
1: asses kicked.
0: A little predictable, you know, the road team, it's like, if we can steal one on the road, it's, it's mission accomplished. So it's, it tends to be like, Hey, if you get that first one, not that they take game two off, but the home team's playing with desperation at that point. So no surprise. Boston handled their business. Uh, again, game three is going to be, it's going to be great. I've been a little disappointed. I just feel like that series, the first two games maybe not not the intensity overall that that I was expecting so i am I'm, I'm hoping that series really ratchets up here
1: it's weird i'm not getting a great feel for the celtics like with brown and tatum they're just yeah i don't know it it seems like they're just either alternating possessions or there's just not a whole lot of flow going on on either end offensive or defensive
0: i i think the the it, 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 my read on it is whoever comes out of that boston philly it's almost gonna set up a Eastern Conference finals where you have a lot of skill and you probably have a talent advantage on one side. And that's then toughness. whoever wins the Knicks heat, yeah, it's just gonna be, hey, we're tougher, we're more physical. And that's always a fun, you know, clash of styles there. So I think what you know, whoever wins the two Eastern Conference series, I think it'll make for a great Eastern Conference finals.
1: Bottom line, we need the Warriors to beat the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers, man.
0: But you do, you do got to you you do got to respect LeBron's career, right? I, I think we reiterated that this weekend.
1: You do, yeah. I'm willing to I'm willing to say that I respect LeBron's career. I don't respect <laughs> anything else. About I would him or I, the Lakers,
0: though. I, I I would like to see Nuggets uh, Nuggets Warriors. I, I think would make a, yeah. a good Western Conference Finals. Agree. Um, what else we got going on? We got
1: Coach Bud got fired this morning
0: tough profession. Yeah. yeah,
1: it really is.
0: But I think honestly I think it was probably a move they had to make. Yeah. So it's
1: also tough his brother died like during the last series like in game 4 or 5, I think. It's, that's tough. Yeah. Um Yeah. And then yeah, how are the Reds doing?
0: <laughs> you know, they're not a, they're they're not generationally <laughs> bad like they started last year, so I guess that's fine. They have some interesting pieces. They got some guys in the and the upper minors that hopefully will will arrive in Cincy sooner than later. I'm they have they have,
1: they have hundreds of short stops.
0: They have, they have a lot of middle <laughs> infielders. I'm super bum Votto. It sounds like his shoulders just not good. I, I honestly, it's getting to the point I'm worried that he's done. I don't done. even know if he'll play at all this year, which just sucks because this is going to be his last season. I was kind of hoping he'd go out with a flourish. I could, you know, he's like my favorite. Cincinnati Red ever. Maybe my favorite athlete ever. So I was hoping to enjoy him just a little bit longer, but maybe not. Yeah, the Reds, you know, I think they'll win, let's call it 70 games. I don't it's know. Tough. I remain it's skeptical. Tough. Yeah.
1: We got some news breaking ac- across the wire. The, the MLS commissioner is going after U.S. soccer.
0: Yeah, he's pissed about the U.S. Open Cup.
1: Which uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't go after THG as well.
0: I think THG's hands are certainly dirty in all of this. The U.S. Yeah. Open Cup is like uh, I believe it's the equivalent of the English FA Cup, where literally every club can enter, and so you know you get like these third division weird U.S. league teams that can play MLS teams. But I I believe I read a little of it before we hit record. I think the commissioner is like. The MLS teams, even as they get deeper into the tournament, they kind of just use these games as opportunities to get a lot of their reserves and almost the MLS teams, second team players, like playing time. So it just makes for like not great soccer. And I think that was the commissioner's point is like, hey, this isn't a good product for anybody. We got to rethink how we do this. Yeah.
1: U.S. soccer is a disgrace just in general. I, mean, I think they just hired a new director.
0: Well, hopefully uh, a, they've a, given him carte blanche on an English dude. We might need to bring THG in here to, to catch us up on all that. I feel like, I feel like Timmy, Timmy, we need to bring Adolf Hutter in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, TC, before we go any further, one more uh, one more sponsor to thank, Precision Pro. Whether you're a scratch player or new to the game, there's an easy way to lower your scores, and adding a range finder to, to your pre-shot routine will change your game forever. Our longtime partner, Precision Pro Golf, has created a rangefinder unlike any other. NLU has been using the NX10 for almost a year now, and I can truly say it's easily the best rangefinder I've ever used and we've ever used. The Precision Pro NX10 has the essentials like a magnetic cart mount, slope-adjusted distances, an external slope switch, and HD optics. You also get free battery replacements, a three year warranty and a 30% off upgrade program. Th- those are actually like really valuable things, yeah. especially the-, the free battery replacement. I can't tell you how nice that is. If you're in need of a range finder or, you know, if, if the warranty and the upgrade and the free batteries are enough to entice you from whatever you're using now, head over to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU precisionprogolf.com slash NLU to see our favorite part, the customization. Choose one of our NLU designs or get them all. With the NX10, you can easily switch the look of your rangefinder uh, via what they call these skins. I have several. I have. They, they we call, me, we uh, call
1: you Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have a Joe Burrow Bengals themed one that they gave me. I have a shrink the game one that that they made for me. Really fun stuff there. I feel like we need to get you a, a beam one.
1: Too. A light the beam skin.
0: Yeah, that'll be I I'm gonna put that request in. That's absolutely right. Um yeah. So again, head to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU and use code no laying up, all one word, no laying up to get twenty dollars off your next NX ten. Um T C let's oh l- reading, listening, watching, that's cooking. A, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. You wanna start or you want me to start? Uh how about you start? All right. Uh, as far as reading, I wanted to uh, I wanted to shout out an interesting good book I just finished. How high we go in the dark, by Sequoia Nagamatsu. Whoa! It's uh, what a name. I'm, yeah, it's yeah. Sick. He lives in Minnesota. Uh, Japanese, uh, I believe he's a, a Japanese American. But the book, I, I really enjoyed the structure. So it's it's like a collection of short stories. But the, the stories have a connection to each other. So it might be like a, a character that that just kind of shows up across them that they're all just enough connected to make it, you know a, a cohesive novel, but it's, it's, it's kind of it will jump to different characters. It jumps chronologically. It's just a, a really fun structure to write a book. The book itself is about he actually wrote it pre, you know, pre-COVID, but it's 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 kind of like Station 11 in that regard. It it's post-pandemic, a little bit post-apocalyptic. There's this uh there's this virus that gets released from melting permafrost in Siberia and from there it just goes into like all these different vignettes and characters and ramifications. And it's just, it's in the end though, it's, you know, you see the humanity, you see the the persistence of people, you see the hope that people have even in in awful times. It just is a, a very good book. Not very long. I think it was like not quite 300 pages. So that's what I wanted to shout out, TC.
1: Sweet. I love it. Reading wise, I was going to shout out, there was a, a piece in uh, Vanity Fair on uh, Rupert Murdoch by Gabriel Sherman. That was just delicious. It was detailing all the shit he's had going on lately with, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like real life succession basically. Yeah. And just like it, I, I went in on a spy, I spiraled down into this wormhole getting, reading all sorts of stuff about the sons and <laughs> he's got this other daughter who's not really part of the action, but she still has like a whole, like kind of a whole voting share um, but you know how he's just pitted his kids against one another, like on purpose, you know, to see who kind of comes out on top and who can form alliances and it's just like really fucked up basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like he's, you know, his granddaughter got, got married recently. He had COVID. He, he's getting divorced. He's getting he's with this new lady. It, it's just a lot going on. And like the guy, I mean, what a, what a shit bag, but what an interesting shit bag. Yeah, you know, and then That's and then and then in the midst of right. all this, your boy Tucker Carlson gets gets canned.
0: I, TC, I should have led the show saying how sorry I am for <laughs> yeah. you. I know that was just devastating news. Oh,
1: uh, I remember when Tucker Carlson used to be on like CNN. I just, oh, God, what a weasel man! And then yeah, and then you know, your boy Don Lemon as well got caught at CNN. Hated it was, that. It was a
0: little bit of a purge uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Neil that Neil was pretty shook up about the Don Lemon news.
1: Neil's Neil's a big big CNN guy. He I mean yeah. he's he's been shook up ever since they got rid of Cuomo.
0: I know I know, uh, but no seriously that Rupert Murdoch piece I have not read it but I was so glad I immediately bookmarked it. Can't I wait. I bought to, yeah I bought to, the to dig in.
1: I bought the print copy. I was like man I'm gonna read this on on a flight and just it did yeah. not disappoint. It was awesome. I, I think poor ass shouted it out today and they're in the Friday newsletter too. So oh nice yeah.
0: Um, uh, oh, tell me about what you're watching because I'm so excited to see this on, on your list yeah
1: so I, I've been catching up on True South it's like the John T. Edge Wright Thompson kind of uh, I don't know how you classify it kind of like docu-series on it's you know it's a little bit of like Bourdain or, or you know food docu-series but much more relationship based and, and you yeah. know kind of tied into SEC you know kind of the southeast and SEC towns and so I'm I'm kind of working my way back. It's one of those cool things where it's like, you know, I didn't know whether to start at the beginning or, kind of, you know, try to try to catch up. Really, in the meantime, so I, like I watched the Benton's Bacon one. I watched the one uh, from Oxford, Mississippi, that they did. I've watched a couple, just kind of sporadic from different seasons. I know they were they were here in St. Augustine, down the road from doing, you know, filming for a new one here coming yeah. up as well. So. Uh, I don't know, it's just really, it's like really rich and like the the personalities and the characters and there's just, there's a genuine like warmth and uh, authenticity to it, I think. It like shines through.
0: Yes, I started watching them earlier this year and I I love them. There's, and you can, I I think the best thing is you can kind of watch them. They're they're all like one-off enough enough where you can just kind of pick any episode and watch it. There's one from Central Kentucky, and I'm drawing a blank. I should have looked it up. That I absolutely love. It like revolves around this burger place, like by this truck stop,
1: Uh, Tompkinsville, Kentucky. Yes, that's the first episode of season five. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love love that episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Uh, there's
1: everything from Fort Benning, Georgia, like like you know, Columbus, Georgia, New Orleans, Beaumont, Texas, Athens, Georgia. You know, Shreveport, yeah. Louisiana, like all over the place. So yeah. I'm I'm stoked to see where they keep going with this. It's on it's on SEC network. So yeah, I don't know. Just you know, it writes writes a friend and and I I I kinda of felt embarrassed that I hadn't watched it before recently. It ju- it was just kind of bubbling and, and I just don't watch a whole lot of T V and I'm hooked. So it's like the best best food thing I've seen since anything Bourdain.
0: And if you have a ESPN plus they're all you know. You can get into like SEC Network and and search for them and watch them through ESPN Plus. So that's a great one. Um, I had just a shout out more more listening. I guess a little reading when I was down in Dallas with with our with our buddy Bob Sturm. Uh, we got talking about how much we enjoy good sports writing and like smart takes. And he recommended I check out ethan strauss's Substack. it's called house of strauss uh ethan strauss used to be the beat writer for the golden state warriors for espn and then moved over to the athletic and now i believe is just doing i i think he's the Substack channel is like very successful but uh it's subscription that's the thing it's i believe it's like 9.99 a month but bob was like just try it i, I really think you'll find it worth it and like one month in i've 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 absolutely found it worth it um it's like i said it's he'll put out articles on substack and then there's a uh podcast that you can also listen to where he'll just interview a wide variety of people and um yeah it's it's just really good so house of strauss was was something i wanted to shout out um one of the better meals I've had of late when I shot this out
1: was uh, I'm, still big, I'm still on a big Korean kick. I do want to offer a mea culpa. We do have a mea culpa. Mm,
0: please, please.
1: Uh, this place, Hay Wound Day in Atlanta. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but it's kind of an institution. It's been around 30 plus years over on Buford Highway in Doraville, just outside the perimeter. Went there when I was up in Atlanta recently. They still have the charcoal uh, tabletop grills okay. uh, it's not natural gas it's straight charcoal and so i was wrong those do exist in the states i I'd, <laughs> I'd only seen the natural gas ones uh but yeah that was, that was his close i took my dad and freddie and they're both like when are we going back like my you know freddie just eating lettuce wraps and loves kimchi yeah. like like the soybean paste like, like all of it he was into it uh my dad was blown away by it you know it's there's a the Korean food in Atlanta is strong, but I'd been to more of like the fancier places up in Duluth. This this place is kind of a kind of a throwback. So it was fantastic. Didn't get to go to any Korean places in, in, in LA this time. I'll save that for next trip. But yeah,
0: Heywoon Day in Atlanta. I love it. I love it. Uh, well yeah, TC, we, we have some stuff we're monitoring. Should we jump into into that list and then call yeah. it a day?
1: Yeah. The um I think this is near and dear to your heart the West Papa uh rebels are continuing to buck their heads. Love it. Uh I haven't gotten an update on this in a couple of weeks but it seemed like they the the, the Indonesian military went in tried to rescue that that Kiwi pilot that they're holding hostage mm-hmm. uh and they like 30 of them went, went 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 missing on this this uh mission. The mission went went totally awry, complete disaster.
0: Yeah that's not good. Let me be very clear. That's not good. But uh you know people know I just love the aesthetics of some of these uh rebel <laughs> factions. Yeah. TC it's not on the list, but it sounds like stuff is absolutely maybe bad stuff going down in Sudan too.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think maybe bad stuff. I think like certified bad stuff. Like not good. Yeah. Feel terrible that uh that's popping off. Um Gosh, what else? We a uh, lot's going on with YSL as always. Yeah, I, th- I saw one of their their lawyers got arrested in court or handcuffed in court. Is that? I think I don't think it was related to it, but I saw that he told <laughs> one of the guys told the judge that he was capping. Is this a safe space? <laughs> yeah, let me guess. You don't know what capping means.
0: Well, I've heard it, but I don't really know what it means. Um, let me. Is that, let me is that like? Is that like hating? Is that bad?
1: No, it means lying. Basically.
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs>
1: so, like, yeah, I've heard so, my
0: nephew even say it at times. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so he said, you know, like, why you cap say, or something like people that. People say bet a lot. Like, if somebody says it, like, the reply is like, oh, bet, bet. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really know what that means.
1: Yeah, my I'm mom was telling me that, you know, they're doing the, the jury selection still. They can't find a jury. Nobody wants to get on this jury because they know that, like, YSL is going to. He's yeah. gonna like you know, some of the they're, YSL like Y S L and then there's another one, I don't know if it's Y S N or something like that, that, that they're they're beefing and so this guy right. in jail got, you know, got his tattoo like forcibly removed by one of the Ew. Y yeah, crazy, not good. Do you um, think do you
0: think the do you think the strategy at this point that the for the defendants is just like let's chaos. muck it up and get a yeah. mistrial? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Seems like it.
1: I saw toddler birthday parties are out of control in LA. Yeah, no,
0: no, thank you, no, thank you.
1: This is right there with the dog stuff. I, I saw yeah. it. There's a dog food truck that popped up in Brooklyn. I think that people have been tagging me in all the time. Uh, uh, you
0: know what? You know what? This 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 reeks of TC. And let me get this off my chest. And I honestly, I don't know where you stand on this. I got a big problem with like the the graduation environment that we've created for kids. Like preschool graduation, kindergarten graduation, like 6th grade graduation, junior like let's just have one graduation at the end of high school, shall we? Like let's let's just keep it we we don't need to do the fake pomp and circumstance like when you graduate every year and just move up a class. That would I don't need it and I don't like it.
1: If, I mean as someone whose kids about to have a kindergarten graduation in the next you know, month or two. Uh I'll come back to you on that. I don't, I don't feel like it's a new thing. I feel like we had kindergarten graduation when we were kids. I did. I, oh,
0: I'll i have to ask my mom. I <laughs> certainly do not remember. You just refused
1: to participate.
0: Uh, yeah, I certainly do not remember a kindergarten graduation. I do remember I had a, a eighth junior grade. high graduation. An eighth grade graduation. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. which I felt was like, what are we really doing here? <laughs> did you say that at the time? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I certainly felt it. It's like yeah. yeah, this is stupid what, what's the point of this,
1: yeah, all right, well yeah, I, I'll keep you posted because it's okay. yeah the whole the whole birthday industrial complex graduation industrial complex it it's a lot, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there, um speaking of too much, there's some big ass blobs of seaweed in the Atlantic <laughs> this year that are uh what are the ramifications do we know I, I just kind of washing up on beaches and like okay, you know, basically just just creating havoc on. You know, they they wash up on beaches and then they rot and
0: all that shit. So um, looks like they're headed to Florida. This was a New are. York Times article. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's concerning. Right. So stay just, vigilant down there. I'm
1: monitoring that. Did you see this yeah. massive heist that they had at, at Toronto's a, shithole yeah. Pearson Airport?
0: <laughs> well, I can't. I don't. I, I don't know if I know Pearson, but yeah, I did read about it. Like 15 million in gold.
1: Yeah, crazy. I want the gold. Where are the gold at? Yeah, all sorts of just you know had to be some sort of inside job.
0: Um, That's good. I feel like we need stuff like this from time to time. Yeah,
1: there was well, there was that big shootout down in Santiago that damaged one of the Delta planes, one of the A350s uh, a couple months ago that we were monitoring as well. So it seems like heists are on the like like you know exquisite you know intricate heists are are on the rise, which I'm not necessarily against that.
0: Right. And I I won't say it's victimless crime. Of course there's like a victim, but hey, if no one's like getting killed and you're, and you're not like bloody in the streets or anything, like a a, a well-executed, well-planned out heist, totally in favor of. Speaking From time of that, to time.
1: Has has Chief Saholic,
0: is he still on the lam? I have no idea. Can we put Jackson and Chief Saholic though together in the slammer?
1: I feel like people actually like Chief Saholic though. Um yeah, yeah, he skipped he skipped, he skipped bail back in March.
0: Yeah. I have not seen I
1: have not seen a uh Yeah, he, he he basically removed his ankle monitor and he skipped a court hearing. And then I and I guess he, he contacted Travis Kelsey's brother as well. So and and who knows, he you know, uh Jason Kelly. And then maybe he also contacted Jackson Mahomes. Maybe they're in cahoots. Yeah.
0: They could be. They absolutely could be. So <laughs> Uh, I, I know you're bummed. Twitter blue seems seems to not be going well. I, I TC, did I hear this correctly? Musk wants to charge people to read news articles via Twitter. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't been on Twitter much less like
1: three or four weeks. Kind of got off before my Scotland trip and just haven't just haven't like every time I get off, I have less desire to like pick it back up.
0: It's funny. I did the before I left for Hawaii. I I deleted the app have not reloaded it and had no urge to check it over these last like two weeks. Yeah. Now granted, like, you know, you gotta, I gotta be dialed as far as my,
1: my news intake and, you know, newsletters and stuff like that. But like, I can easily just get my news from other sources at this point. Like,
0: yeah. And I, and I will say I was, I was back on for Chevron weekend and especially Sunday of Chevron. And it is kind of fun to like, you know, just BS and tweet in real time about the golf and not be on all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's everything outside of that, and, and just like mindlessly opening Twitter when I'm bored standing in line somewhere. That I'm like, oh, that's what I do not need in my life. Um, <laughs> this this one really this one really chuffed me. This one really got me.
1: Uh, you see all the Miller High Life? They got <laughs> all these pallets of Miller High Life got destroyed in Belgium. I did. Um, so the so the uh, European regulators were furious furious that uh they were they were advertising it as the champagne of beers which is not a new thing like they've been doing that for years no, I
0: feel like that's been forever for the high life
1: which i'm also shocked that they were exporting high life to europe as well like you know kind of a weird like who who's drinking high life in europe right right um but yeah you know there's the french the belgians and the italians as well there's all sorts of very strict laws in the eu about Provenance and how you know what you can label certain things, uh, especially from a food and beverage standpoint. So obviously, the French take uh, champagne very seriously. So you know it's a huge thing. Like everybody calls champagne like sparkling wine, champagne, but no, champagne is it has to be from the region. You know the Champagne region, those villages. So yeah, so they were they were just disgusted that they were calling calling this the champagne of beers. Uh, they took it very literally, and um, so they were—they just emptied out a couple thousand cans of. I think I'm—I think I'm uh, good for them. I think I'm
0: on—I'm yeah. I'm on the the Belgian side. Yeah, you know, it's it's just
1: like buffalo mozzarella or paprika or you yeah. know different uh, different olive brands, all that stuff. It's yeah, it's you know you can't words matter, right, Randy? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 TC, you uh, gotta tell me about this this oil tanker that Iran seized. What? what yeah,
1: do Sarge tipped us off to it. I think it, it, you know it comes on the heels of of the Iranians being pissed off that the that the that the Americans forcibly emptied a, a an oil tanker, I think, I don't know, somewhere in the Mediterranean. So they they took matters into their own hands. It's kind of a retribution act. They seized this. I think it was a Mauritius-flagged oil tanker, but you know I'm not sure what the current status of it. If they're still holding it or whatever, but they said that they had run afoul of some maritime law and, and were are not we're not responding to you know messages <laughs> from the Iranian Navy. And this comes on the heels of some piracy. And, you know, Charlie and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago uh, off the west the west coast of Africa. You know, east coast of Africa has always been. The you know, the hot, hot spot yeah that's yeah. that's that's where the that's where the pirates are playing but off the west coast of Africa now it's it's mm. starting to pop up so
0: mm.
1: you know again one of those things I, I you know certainly not rooting for the pirates but you know when the Sipalian pirates were were bucking their heads a few years back that was that was for like a decade there they were really it seemed like they'd kind of gotten under control after a while and now it's popping up on the on the west side of 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 the continent.
0: So. I mean it it got us it got us captain phillips it got us yeah. just i am the captain now memes you yeah. know you can't say it was all bad uh god I,
1: sad day our guy dj his, his his beautiful bride justine the holy land experience in orlando right off of i4 mm-hmm. uh it permanently shut down a couple of years ago i saw that they they, they
0: demolished it a couple of weeks ago which is That uh, sucks. devastating that, that was
1: actually where they got married. They,
0: they were seasoned they they had memberships, yeah, that's really tough yeah on the they peak. they got they married got... at yeah the 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 ceremony was at the holy land experience, and then they everybody jumped in the car and there's that like water slide that's right off uh what is that i ninety five what, I-4. what do you take i four yeah and they kind of like jumped in this dueling water slide together and got to the bottom and had this great party so. That's tough for DJ and Justine.
1: Yeah, memories, memories, you know, kind of destroyed. You know, they got married on the top of the, the fake Mount Mount Sinai there. <laughs> so, uh, this was an, I mean, not an awesome story because somebody got murdered, but I mean, pretty, pretty wild. This is from the New York Post. Texas man accused of leaving date, killing parking lot scammer, then returning to the restaurant for dinner. You see this one?
0: Yeah, I did. I, I'm glad they got this guy cuz people like that we we need him off the streets. Yeah, so this guy I mean that's guy, sociopathic.
1: This guy parked and I guess he was in it was in Houston. He was approached by uh this guy who who asked, you know, asked for $40 for the car said he was the parking lot attendant. They paid him. Then they went to dinner. I guess one of the hosts or the waiter at dinner said, "No, that guy's like don't give that guy money. He scammed you." They were like, "Be careful. There's somebody yeah.
0: scamming." out there for parking yeah. lot money
1: so they ended up uh you know the guy excuses himself from dinner for a few minutes goes out verbally accosts the guy and then shoots him and then just like nonchalantly comes back in and sits down at the date which and is you wild. know what
0: you know what i read and props it sounded like an early date i don't know if it was a first date but the woman that was on this date she as soon as she like understood Oh my God! That this guy left dinner and went out and killed this guy. She like helped the police identify him, find him. Like so, props to her. Which she y- she was not really a party to this.
1: But it also sounded like they could have easily. They kind of came at her first, and they were like, "Hey, you're a suspect in a murder." That's true. <laughs> you should probably
0: help us out here. And we got a question: Why? You know, maybe we got a question: Why she chose accepted a date with this true. type of person? True. Yeah. Um, Randy,
1: I know you're a big antiquities guy. You love antiquities.
0: I, I love antiquities. I'm always on the look, look out for them. I like to to hunt for them. Yes. Uh there's
1: I guess there's this lady Shelby White. Her husband uh passed away a few years ago. He's some sort of financier. She is as well. She loves looted antiquities. She just can't get enough of them. She's on the board at like the Guggenheim Museum. At, Met all sorts of boards. I, I think she's running in similar circles to Neil up there in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I mean, she probably has connections to Columbia, but I guess like she's there's there's certain institutions now that have that like she can't donate to because like she has so many looted antiquities. And I guess the DA up in Manhattan has been trying to you know work on these cases. They ended up seizing a bunch of antiquities from her, sending them back to back to the Middle East. You know she's she's uh, she's got you know, just all all sorts of bad shit. Shelby White, it's, you know it's kind of some of these people that donate to like higher education and you know sit on the boards at some of these these museums and foundations and everything, all to just launder like like your people, the Sackler family, all to just yeah. launder their their reputations and their yeah. social their social boy, standing.
0: Les Wexner,
1: oh yeah, don't even get me started there.
0: There's a good documentary. I all the beauty and the bloodshed, kind of about this lady's fight to get the Sacklers' name removed from all these museums that they've donated to. Full full send on that. Full support. Yeah. I actually just bought uh, Patrick Radin O'Keefe or Patrick O'Keefe Radden. He wrote a book, Empire of Pain, all about the Sackler dynasty, which I'm excited to dig in on. Yeah. Bad people TC like to not stress enough. Fuck those people.
1: And yeah, bad people.
0: Um elsewhere in the
1: art world, you see this one? The uh the, there was a banana taped to a wall as part of an art installation in Seoul and uh, a guy some, ate it. Some guy ate it. He was hungry.
0: I honestly I can't blame the guy. I mean, if you're going if 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 you tape a banana to a wall and want to call it art, I think it's fair game if somebody's hungry for them to come along and eat the That could the be art. Banana. That's like
1: performance art, right?
0: Exactly. I think I honestly I, I think that's exactly what the artist was probably going for.
1: What's the weirdest
0: exhibit you've ever been to? Would need some time to really okay. think about that.
1: We can come back I, to I, that next time. Yeah. Also, when when I when I recorded with Charlie Warzel, he was we had a long talk about like the stuff you find in people's fridges and stuff. <laughs> like yeah. do you have any weird bugaboos on you know, like like Charlie was like, if you don't have Heinz ketchup, like you're probably a sociopath. Like if you yeah. if you buy like Hunt's or some some other sort of ketchup, it's um, peanut,
0: uh, it's Jif peanut butter for me. Okay. Like Peter Pan, get out of here, Skippy. Ugh. <laughs> if if you're not Jif, uh, what are we doing? I, Isn't I'm that like their slogan? Choosy moms choose choose Jif. <laughs> you're you're yeah. a choosy mom. <laughs> I am. It's 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 like bouncy paper
1: towels. Like if you don't buy bouncy paper towels, like
0: Yeah, exactly. It's weird. You what know? are we even doing? Are you a Tide yeah. guy? No, I actually my sister got me onto this company called Blue Land, very yeah. uh environmentally friendly. They they send you like a an aluminum tin. So it's essentially to reduce all the plastic. A lot of plastic goes into laundry detergent. Like a lot the of plastic just and, goes
1: into all sorts of consumer goods. It's crazy. Oh you're you're it's people awful. at P&G.
0: You're a proctoid. I know. So shout out to my sister. She's got me on blue land. All right. Uh, let's see what
1: else. Actually, one, one other thing I wanted to shout out. This was a great little like period piece in the in, in, in New York Times. Great article about the demise of the stretch limo.
0: Yeah, something you don't really think about. And now that I saw that headline, I'm like, yeah, when is the last time I've just seen like yeah. the Big ballers like that used to be the thing as kids. I was like, right? God, if I could ride in a stretch limo, how cool would that be? Yeah, I was like, Just the totally highlight of like prom, right? Totally one like, of high away. school dances. Yeah. yeah,
1: you remember that movie, The Wedding Singer? Yeah, of course. like he, he hits all the cones, <laughs> he hit all those cones, and he's like, Well, they weren't people; they were cones. <laughs> <laughs> like they could have been guests at my wedding. They weren't; they were cones. They were cones. <laughs> Uh Randy, there's some good stuff percolating on the
0: the, the uh, insider trading front. Odd bedfellows. I think your boy <laughs> Mac Gates gets, and yeah. Matt Getz and my girl AOC yeah. coming together. I won't believe it until something's actually passed. I always feel like, you know, these, these bills get introduced every so often. I, yeah. I do I think it does feel like there's more sentiment, uh it's certainly bipartisan, but I feel like there's just a long way to go. But absolutely in favor of it, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I did see KPMG is the is the the auditor on all three of these big bank failures. Anything there, Andy? Well, that's not me. I know. No, I'm, I'm saying, well, your dad, your dad, your dad's a, a bigwig or a former bigwig with the <laughs> with the accounting world. You you've you've dabbled Uh-oh. a little bit. Do we need to? Do we need to question Sally about this?
0: I think that's the place to start. Yeah, I'll have to ask the old man what's going on if he's heard anything. Okay. What else we got?
1: Oh, speaking of like some potential malfeasance, the Alabama baseball coach.
0: This was great, TC. I got some details on this one. Oh, you do? Yeah. So, Alabama baseball played a game. This will now be, you know, a week and a half ago against LSU. A gentleman, get this, TC, a gentleman in Ohio. At Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Great American Ballpark has like a sports book kiosk now, placed a significant wager just before the game on the money line for LSU to win. Now, okay. Alabama was scheduled to be their their ace starting pitcher was scheduled to be starting. He was a very late scratch. LSU went on to win the game 8-6. At one point, they were up 8-1. to well, they found out this gentleman that placed the bet was on the phone at the time he placed the bet with the Alabama baseball coach. Whoa. How'd they find yeah. out? Did
1: they like subpoena his his records or
0: they must have. I, I think they got his cell phone, timed it up with surveillance footage at the sports book. Holy shit. Yeah. So Ohio was actually the first uh, sports book because all the sports books are run state by state. There's not like a a national overseeing body. Ohio immediately halted all action on Alabama baseball. And they say, like, as you can imagine, college baseball does not get heavy betting at all. What was
1: the, like, like, how big was the bet, you know?
0: I did not see that detail. All I saw was it was significant. The Alabama baseball coach has promptly been fired. I mean, it sounds like they just got him and this guy like dead to rights. So Fuck. they say no student athletes. Student athletes appear to be or, you know, they they don't think any of the, the actual huh. players are involved in this. It was probably just the coach talking to somebody and giving them okay. the information about the scratch pitcher.
1: Huh. I. You know what I will say, like bringing that stuff out into the – They got some pretty damn good tools to suss this stuff out. I'm sure databases and also, you know, they're cross-referencing all the different action that's coming in and can, you know, I'm sure like big data and algorithms can detect a hell of a lot of stuff too, right?
0: Well, you can bet sportsbooks are on top of sniffing out anomalies and and finding this stuff. Uh, But yeah, I I was tickled when I saw the bet was placed at Great American (laughs) Ballpark.
1: Is is, Is it a Kroger kiosk?
0: i've actually not seen it when i get home to cincinnati this summer i'll I'll have to check it out i i I haven't seen i haven't seen it since betting just got legalized in ohio january 1st of this year
1: how many ballparks have you been to randy
0: not many not as many as i yeah i mean i think like five or six okay including like old tiger stadium but it's no longer active that's something i do want to like not that I'm necessarily trying to get to all of them, but there are certain ones like Dodger Stadium, Camden Yards. Yeah. I've never seen a game at Fenway. I've done like a little tour, but there are certain parks I definitely want to get to over the next few years. Did you see the, uh, this was, I think this came out today.
1: This this big pasta mystery. <laughs> I don't really know anything about this. <laughs> so we so, uh, call the police. Uh, this is up in, in New Jersey, outside of Trenton uh this is from the new york times michael levinson came out may 4th which by the way the, all the fourth of may stuff like miss me with that that's so fucking stupid
0: is that the star wars stuff yeah yeah nah, get yeah, out of yeah, here yeah. man yeah yeah no no thank you yeah
1: but yeah there's a uh this lady um <laughs> she's called in she's <laughs> there's this massive pile of pasta cooked pasta <laughs> That was dumped next to this stream, like fifteen wheelbarrow loads of pasta. <laughs> uh so the, the authorities can't figure out and, and all sorts of pasta, like spaghetti, <laughs> macaroni, alphabet shapes, uh all all sorts of different uh different shapes, which I know we've talked about some some different shapes
0: as well. Well, this brings up a great question. Is dumping food in the wood like is that a crime? We Has just, there been a crime we just talked
1: in? about this. I know. <laughs> We were driving down the 101, I think, or the PCH. No, it was
0: 17-mile drive.
1: 17-mile drive, yeah.
0: And I I just peeled a banana. I'm a guy that likes to take the peel all the way off the banana. I remove just the tips (laughs) of both ends. And I firmly, 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 firmly firmly am in the camp that you can throw – fruit or food it's like biodegradable yeah, yeah just yeah. like don't be a scumbag about it right like toss it into some wooded area or like a bush or a plant not you know don't be annoying about it but it's like
1: first first level biodegradable it's not like hey it's gonna take exactly. two years to biodegrade like if it's a if it's a ream of paper or something like that it's like no like this is like this was grown on a plant
0: But I had rolled down the window and literally was getting ready to toss it as we come around the bend and there's a cop (laughs) sitting there on the side of the road and I I don't throw it out but I I said to you, I'm like, TC, I don't know if throwing food is considered littering and that would have been, I mean, I should have just done it. That would have been the test case. But I'm sure
1: it was going to be a persnickety cop too on 17-mile drive. Oh my God, yes,
0: yes. I, I would be willing to fight that to the highest levels, like if I could take that court to the, the case of the Supreme Court, I would. If if they tried to give me a ticket for littering, that would that
1: would be pretty cool of you to to take something to Supreme Court and be able to be able to hang out with your with your guy Clarence Thomas.
0: <laughs> but would love for somebody to weigh in because I am I am you will never change my mind that you can't like throw an apple core in the woods. Like if we can't do that, what are we doing as a society? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but there's all, all sorts of bad puns going with this, you know, send them to the penitentiary, uh, (laughs) just, no, no, no,
0: no, but,
1: uh, but yeah, you know, just crazy. What a, what a great mystery. I love shit like that. Um, that that is good. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm continuing to monitor the big melt out in, uh, California, all the. I think Yosemite's partially closed right now. You know, I mean that that snow's got to go somewhere. I guess you guys just got a another big snowstorm in Colorado.
0: Yeah, talking to our guy Nick up in Steamboat, you know they had, they really got slammed this winter, and he said the worst thing is for you know for it to get really warm really quick and for that snow to to melt quickly because obviously that causes the flooding and all the problems. But that had kind of started to happen, but then like. Late April, I think that last weekend of April, there was another snowstorm that rolled through. So, just springtime's weird out here. You you just kind of can fluctuate from one end to the other very quickly. Uh, But not on the scale of like Tahoe and it's crazy in California. But sounds like
1: the whole Central Valley is just going to turn into a big fucking lake. And I guess there used to be a lake there hundreds or
0: thousands of years ago, and then they drained it off and dammed it. Which part of me is like, hey, as long as they can kind of capture this this snowmelt somehow, I, I know it'll cause a lot of problems in the short term. But California having a lot of water—that's I feel like that's kind of a win in the long term if if they can manage it. But yeah, and I guess it's you we'll know, see.
1: but it's also like food supply and all. I mean, that's where like yeah. so much of the food for the country is grown. And
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, um, we'll,
0: we'll, yeah, good we'll, stuff, dude. TC, it was it was a pleasure chatting with you. I I, I want to wish you, of course, uh, safe passage with your surgery and all seriousness next week. God, I hope it changes your life. I can't I can't I, wait to see. I've
1: never had surgery. I've I, I've had my wisdom teeth out, but I've never had anesthesia before. Like like a true going down, yeah. going okay. down for the count.
0: So it's a weird feeling. I don't know. I I don't even think it's a bad feeling. It's just yeah, you're just kind of like uh, you just slowly just pass yeah. out. But anyway, we'll be back um, with an NFL kind of reset, go over draft, free agency, kind of set the table before, before OTAs and mini camps this summer with Poosh and KVV. And until that time, TC, be well and best of luck.
1: Thank you. And, and DJ and Justine, we're thinking about you guys in, in the wake of this, this Holy Land experience news. It's devastating. this